The salvation of sinners is the sovereign work of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. The evidence of salvation is a holy life, a life that praises and glorifies God. Welcome to In the Bullpen, Up and Ready, a ministry of developing contenders. The call has come. You need to get up and ready now. And look who's coming up. High fly ball into right field. She is gone. The Puritan minister Thomas Watson penned these words. What is less than a grain of sand? Yet when it comes to be multiplied, rises so high. So a little sin unrepented of will damn us. As one leak in the ship, if it be not well looked to, will drown us. Little sins, as the world calls them, but great sins against the majesty of God Almighty. Hear now from God Almighty in Psalm chapter 50, verses 22 and 23. Now consider this, you who forget God, or I will tear you in pieces and there will be none to deliver. He who offers a sacrifice of thanksgiving honors me, and to him who orders his way aright, I shall show the salvation of God. These two verses end Psalm 50 and also summarize it well. The psalm begins with the Mighty One, God, Jehovah, summoning all the earth to come and stand before Him, before Him who is Judge the judge who has spoken. He speaks to both the righteous and the wicked. And he declares that everything belongs to him, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And therefore we have nothing to offer except our praise and thanksgiving. We are to honor him with all that we are and all that we have. Jehovah rebukes those who engage in religious rituals, but with a heart far from him and he rebukes those who live in rebellion against him. There are many problems among the people that are revealed in this chapter. There's hypocrisy among his covenant people. There are those who speak God's word and claim his covenant, but hate discipline and have loose lips and lives. God also rebukes them for their greatest problem. And if we're honest, it's often our problem as well. He says, You thought that I was just like you. They believed, and sadly too often we believe, that God's ways are our ways, His thoughts are thoughts, that what we find acceptable, so does He. But God says that's not it at all. And as this psalm comes to a close in verses 22 and 23, our triune God, who has all power and authority, who is all-glorious, who is perfectly and unchangeably just, and also full of grace and mercy, speaks words both of threatening and of comfort. In verse 22, the king of glory lays an accusation against the people. They have forgotten God. He calls them to consider what they are doing and to recognize that he is merciful. And Jehovah pronounces coming judgment, condemnation, and wrath unless they repent, and there will be none to deliver them. The final verse is a call to worship and serve the Mighty One in spirit and in truth, 
to recognize that Christ Jesus is the only Savior, and that all who have been redeemed by him will live righteously, will live with joy and delight in God, and will live in fellowship with his people. Our chief end, the very purpose of our lives, is to glorify God and to enjoy him forever. Go and do so, now and always. Get your eyes up, fixed on Jesus, the author and perfecter of faith, and be ready to deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow him. 